You know, sometimes when I take a drink of water before we start recording, and especially when I do a little, like, ah, kind of thing, mm-hmm. I feel like Frozone. Ah, yes. <laughs> I'm just having God. a sip of water. <laughs> I wish I could be that cool. <laughs> True. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> Good stuff. Mm. Today was very hectic. I mean, I know that you're that you're also busy, so I'm not I'm not here to compare busyness. But there is a particular whiplash when it's like I, you know, Aaron and I had planned this like long weekend for a while, mm-hmm. and then I get back to like one of the most hectic days I've had in like over a month. Oh no! Not bad, hectic. Just like just a lot of stuff. You know, is it like a lot of little lot things, of or little like things. big things mixed in? A couple, a couple oh. of medium-sized things, but just lots and lots of little things to just like keep track of that are like clogging up the inbox. Yeah, which I, be honest, I find I don't mind those days. I think it just depends. There, there's just a a particular volume of it across several different things, and and again, I I agree. Like it's it's not that big of a deal. Um, and, and I'm lucky that typically I don't have like multiple really big things to worry about at the t- at the same time. But mm-hmm. it's kind of been a theme of the last couple of weeks where I've like wanted to have time to work on a couple of big things, and then there's lots and mm-hmm. lots of little things that demand my attention instead. I feel like at least for me, I prefer having lots of little things because I feel so much more accomplished when I deal. You with get all a your bunch you get all your checklists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like I I work fairly well with checklists as long as all the things go on the checklist. Mm-hmm. Um and like I find it very gratifying to like be able to accomplish things. Something that I struggle with is like working on something and then it doesn't feel like I've accomplished anything cuz it's not done and there's no like clear intermediate point that I've reached or anything. It's just like, oh yeah, I've just worked on it. Mhm. It's also really hard to write those sorts of things on checklists. I normally end up like breaking it up into like work on this for an hour, but like then it's so easy to like, oh, if you're in the zone and then now you worked on it for three hours and it's like, okay, now I got to add like two more work on this for one hours to my checklist, which like I'm okay doing, but because it's the exact same thing, it feels even more like cheating than I think you even think. Have you tried writing it in different colors? No, I can't do mm. that. Uh, that's strictly against the okay. rules. Different colors are to denotate other things in my, my checklist. My apologies. Such as the check marks, or the not check marks, the X's. Mm. An X guy, eh? Um, yeah, so it's actually turned more into a, like a... Like an alpha? Um, <laughs> yeah, like an alpha. I mean, I don't know which because, way you write an X, but alpha or backwards alpha, I would assume. No, yeah, alpha. Um, because it's easiest... To, okay, this is getting way into my checklists. Let's do it. So I keep checklists uh, in GoodNotes. Okay. And so I pretty much just like have a page template, or I have a, I have a sticker, a sta- like it's like something that I drew up on a page really nice one day, and then I like circled everything and selected it and made it like a reusable sticker. Mm. So it's like two columns of checkboxes, perfectly spaced, all perfectly lined up. With the words to-do list at the top. Uh, with 10 checkboxes going down. And so 
my idea when I did that was like, oh, each day I want to do this. I just copy it on a new sheet. Turns out that's been really annoying for me because I have like, I should really just update it with the, I have like a set number of things that like pretty much just have to happen every day. Uh, and I want credit for them on my checklist. Um, cause it, I just, I struggle having a, a, a full to-do list, uh, with no things checked mm-hmm. off. So like making a to-do list is always on there. Sure. And so by the time I have finished making the to-do list, I already have something to check off. Uh, and I have a few other like just beginning of the day things like that that like I still need to I still like to acknowledge that I've completed them because it helps motivate me to continue completing items on the list. Mm-hmm. And so rather than doing the intelligent thing and just remaking this start of the like just adding them to the like format, uh, I copy the entire page from the previous day and go through and erase everything. Perfect. <laughs> that I don't need. That is efficient working right there. <laughs> I set up this whole system and I'm noticing that I ignore it completely. Uh, these are This is why I talk about these things. Because until I articulated this aloud, it made total sense in my brain. And the second I'm articulating it, I'm like, this sounds crazy. <laughs> I sound like a crazy person. Um, But so the reason I was doing alphas instead of just like a strict X is because strict X is two separate lines. And so if I'm trying to do erasing and I'm not trying to like oh, erase over some of that. the check yeah, boxes yeah, yeah. and the, the smallest eraser available is like, if I'm on the bus, I can't erase something in a checkbox without erasing the box too. Cause there's just enough like wiggle. I can't do it precisely mm. enough. If I'm at like a desk, I can, but normally I'm on a bus if I'm doing this type of mm-hmm. stuff at the start of a day. And so the, a oversized alpha allows me to just like hit one of the strokes with the like full stroke eraser or whatever. And then the whole check's gone. Fascinating. Yeah. I'm going to rectify this problem tomorrow morning. I, w- I will say I have on and off made to do lists for the day, but it's more of a like plan for the day. If that makes sense. So I, I cause, mm. cause I have like meetings and stuff. Like I need to break it down roughly by the time that I'm working on stuff like from this time to this time I plan to make progress on this kind of a thing mm-hmm. and and some of the things on there are specific tasks like this is a thing that I just want to do and get done versus this is just what I want to be working on and if I like legitimately worked on it then it gets a check mark uh but so I do it I now do it on paper actually I switched from doing it on my computer and now I do it on paper on a little mm-hmm. notebook that I have next to me which I like um, it, it lets me yeah. focus better at the beginning of the day. I also, the very first thing on every single list is plan day. Uh, so I also yep. do that. Uh, but I, I have fewer items I imagine than you do because sometimes it's like, Oh, for this hour, the item is I'm in this meeting. Yeah. And if other stuff, I don't, I don't retroactively add things. I will sometimes slightly rearrange things or add little notes like, Oh, something came up doing this here. Oh, and that's mostly for I mean, for, partially because I'm on paper. So what else can I do um, than annotate? But also, it's partially as a reminder for tomorrow because my notepad that I've set up, I can see like you know several days worth of notes on a single paper. Mm-hmm. The way that it's set up, so yeah, I yeah. I thought about I don't, I don't know. I just like having the paper thing. I like having a piece of paper in front of me. Yep. When I like in the off chance that I happen to need it, and I rarely do, but sometimes I do, and it's nice. 
And if I didn't already do the to-do list on paper, I would never have paper in front of me, like, on hand. Yeah. I honestly would prefer to do my to-do list on paper. Um, Just the way things work. Just because, like, the way I use my uh, iPad mini on a day-to-day basis, like, the whole reason I got it was to replace the... my internal and completely not real need to carry around five notebooks. Yeah. Um, so I can just like have everything in one place. And so I like have tried to force myself to do them on there and like, it's fine. It works great, but I do miss the like tangible experience of writing on paper. Mm-hmm. It also really messes things up when I break the tip of my knockoff Apple pencil <laughs> while teaching. <laughs> Gosh, that happened to me a couple weeks ago. That was crushing because then I had to figure out how to like turn off the pencil functionality on my tablet Mm -hmm. because I like so I cracked the tip like halfway and I don't know how the real Apple pencils work. Uh, Can you like take off the tips on those? You can just unscrew them. Okay. So this one you can unscrew when you take it off. Is there like something spring loaded under there? Uh, It's definitely not spring loaded. It's just like a screw. Okay. So mine when you take it off there's like. A metal rod that goes down the middle, and then at the end of it, there's like a little, either even smaller, like delicate-looking metal rod that's kind of spring-loaded. So when mm. you like screw the actual tip on, I think it compresses just a little bit, so it's like always in the end. I'm sure take up like manufacturing tolerances of the tip or whatever. I broke like hat, like the tip broke kind of like the front top half broke off, and so that little piece like would like stick out sideways and so i just like took it off the rest of the way because i didn't want to break it and i was like Mm -hmm. i'm gonna damage this little metal springy thing if i keep if i write like this so i had to figure out how to shut it off because uh i couldn't use my like notes at all yeah and so then i figured that out then i had to totally reuse relearn how to use good notes uh because without like stylus functionality on you're stuck to using your finger like some monkey mm-hmm. like a plebeian scum and it's just oh it was rough i can imagine especially when you're teaching <laughs> yeah so I, I didn't do any of this while i was teaching oh, okay uh i dropped it and was like well that sucks thankfully i don't normally like write things in it that much while i'm teaching hmm. at least on the lab i was doing that week and so it's more of a like afterwards problem when i wanted to check off like teach class yeah. of my to-do list it took me like longer than it should have to figure out how to check that off yep. uh it just became like one of those like brain worms it's like i can't move on until i figure this out mm-hmm. this is such a stupid problem i have to figure out yep i feel that and like it was absolutely unnecessary i did not need to check that off i knew that i taught <laughs> and i wasn't gonna like accidentally forget that i taught and go teach again like <laughs> that would be kind of funny <laughs> that would be funny in the most uh dark humor sort of way true <laughs> i'd just be uh, sad but yappers uh, i'm so crazy with my to-do uh, lists wish there were more to done lists these days than to-do lists but that's fine got them we play with the cards we got not the ones we want yeah i got a what i just realized zoom is still open i don't want zoom to be open while i podcast oh that's bad juju yeah, I opened Zoom at first instead of Skype, and then I was confused why I couldn't figure out how to call you. And then it hit me. Why have I spent 60 seconds trying to call him on Zoom? I have never done this before. 
I was going to say, speaking of to-do lists, so I I use my paper notebook only for work. And I and that's kind of like a, also part of a purposeful separation. Because for all my personal needs, I use an app. I use Todoist to like actually keep track of things and projects and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I got a an email the other day from Todoist because they have this whole karma system Ooh. where as you do well with your to-dos, you increase your karma. And if you do poorly, I assume you lose karma. I don't actually know though. Yeah. But I was told like the, the product the productivity student has become the productivity master. You're now part Woo! of just one percent of all Todoist users who reach the master karma level. What does that even mean? It doesn't mean anything. It basically just like once you reach a certain number of points, which is in this case ten thousand, you get to this quote unquote master level. And like there, you... there are levels above that too. Can you do anything with these points? No. It's more just like a a <laughs> boost your confidence <laughs> i'm pretty sure actually the, it, that's not true i did look it up because uh, i knew this was a thing and once you get to a i don't i don't know what level it is it's maybe one or two levels above where i am like they do actually start unlocking like secret themes in the app and stuff yeah but that's pretty much it but no i was i was told that since i joined todoist over a year ago i've earned ten thousand and five karma points and apparently I have completed 761 tasks. Nice! Which, like, is meaningless because everyone just makes tasks differently. Yeah. But it is very helpful to have, like, I just, like, you know, it separates it out into little projects and stuff. It's been rather invaluable over the last year to actually, like... Oh, I bet. Stay on top of the things that I want to do. Like, even just, like, things like I have a recurring task to record this podcast every week mm. on Sundays. And, like, since we're not recording on a Sunday, like, I moved it to today. Uh, and Wait, I, today's not Sunday? You are correct. Oh, crap. I missed work. Bummer. Um, and then I also have tasks to edit and post the episode. Those sit on Wednesday, but I might get them done before that, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, not often, but sometimes. <laughs> has happened before. Yes. Uh, so just stuff like, like it has a lot of like personal recurring tasks that like I could throw them on like a Google Calendar thing. Mm-hmm. But once I committed to doing Todoist, I try to keep as many things that are like a personal project, let's call it. Yeah. So I still have like, hey, run the robotic vacuum. That is in like a Google Calendar task. Oh, I forget you got a robot vacuum. I do. So things like that all live in Google Calendar, but like um, anything that's like a, a personal project or hobby, that all now lives in Todoist, mm-hmm. and that's been very helpful. So now I'm just thinking. You got me thinking about your calendar. Hmm. So you were talking earlier about like adding – do you like add things to your calendar throughout the day if you're like trying to schedule your day out, or do you just like keep them in a to-do list but like – a we're talking about time work? oriented to-do list yeah yeah sure so i don't I, there are certain people at work who fill out their calendar completely the issue there is when you're trying to schedule with someone it makes it very difficult to tell when they're actually busy yeah because if they're not using their calendar correctly like you can't really tell like it's just a little difficult so i don't yeah i have certain i will say there are certain 
blocks of time that I do actually like create meetings with myself like a couple times a week when there are just like like a weekly task that it's like I always mm-hmm. do this around this time it's a thing that I need to get to someone else this is when I do it mm-hmm. but I do them at unintrusive times like 8 a.m on a Monday so that like it's yeah. fine but other than that I will add I so this is the funny thing it's like I have the paper to do that's to plan out my day Mm-hmm. I also have, I also used the like Gmail to-do list feature. So in my Gmail inbox, I have like mm. a side panel with tasks and I will use that to keep up with like, as like my, those, that's where like the actual reminder of like, Hey, you need to do this task today. And I will see that as I'm planning out my day and be like, Oh, that's right. I have to fit that in today. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also another tool click up, which is like our project management system. And so things that are not a one-off all go in there. Mm-hmm. So like little weekly tasks that are tiny, that all lives in the Google system. And then the ClickUp stuff is all like bigger projects that I also need to like fit in places. Mm-hmm. So that's the current current layout. Um, but yeah, I tend to just like plan the day at the very beginning. And then if I need to shuffle things, either I'll just shuffle it on the fly and not write it down or make a little note about it. Mm-hmm. but I actually don't, I don't really even like leave space to add additional things. If additional things come up, they come up and I deal with it. Mm-hmm. That's about the extent okay. of it. Okay. I have an odd question that I don't know how to word it. Hmm. So I'm going to ask the question. If it's still too confusing, I'll give an example. Okay. Okie doke. When you make your to-do list or like, if you add things or like the rare occasions, you add things to your own calendar, like meetings with yourself or whatever. Mm-hmm. How formal of language do you use in those items? I don't... Even when I'm making meetings with people, I tend to make, like, not silly meeting names because it's, you know... Oh. Because, like, not actually silly because, like... Yeah. It's still professional, but not, like, overly descriptive. Like, depending on who I'm meeting with. Like, if I'm meeting with someone who I'm, like, I meet with all the time, it'll just be, like like, a kind of generic or, like kind of tongue-in-cheek um sometimes talk uh not not like it's always like says what it's supposed to be but like so for example i had a meeting today with the two other sales reps we're talking about like adjusting how we use salesforce to use it better in uh, in advance of a new hire joining in the next month Mm -hmm. and we had previously last week we had a meeting that i called talking salesforce and today's meeting was more salesforce Mm-hmm. but like other you know like the way that my company tends to title things it's like it is pretty clear you know it's not jokey it's not overly rote in style mm-hmm. i don't know like, I, I don't really know how to like okay. answer that like i kind of no. get what you're getting at but it's it's kind of just smack dab in the middle of what i would imagine like i have for example a meeting tomorrow from an external person that is like AOPS colon process details questions. Mm-hmm. Very professional sounding. Big ol' um, description and all this information. Yeah. Uh, and other stuff will not be nearly that specific. Yeah, a title that is not necessarily very useful for the recipient. Well, I wouldn't is, say that. Is partially irrelevant for the recipient. The start of it, the most irrelevant part. Potentially um you know what company you work for yeah that's true uh 
Yeah, I would say like it, it's similar to like an email. Like you don't put the body of the email in the subject line. You put the subject in the subject line, and then you clarify what you mean in the body. Right, I make calendar events the same way. I will give like the basic, the most basic, like this is the topic of conversation in the meeting title so that I know mm-hmm. what it is, and then I will add more info in the description. Yeah. So I don't know. It just, it, that seems like the logical thing. I treat it like an email. Mm-hmm. Because also that's how they're going to see it. They're going to get an email saying, hey, do you want to do this meeting? <laughs> Yeah, I get that. Okay. So you never you never like add tongue in cheek things to your like to do list like eat lunch now, you dingus. I'm trying to see I mean I, I you know, every five days or so I get rid of my old to do list, so I'm trying to look at what I've written so far. Uh I mean I guess last Monday I did this because my beginning of the day was incredibly hectic. Un like like very uncharacteristically all of a sudden I had a bunch of stuff I ended up on like talking with someone on the sales team at like seven fifteen in the morning uh and so at under eight thirty, I wrote down retroactively planned day <laughs> and I had written what I had done up to that point in the day as well in, yeah. a, very, in a very grant style I like that uh but other than that I'm trying to think I don't I don't tend to do that. Honestly, I feel like most of my jokes probably live in the description more than anything. Mm. But again, it really depends on who I'm meeting with. I don't have a segue. Grant brought Marmaduke by Brad Anderson. And we have a room at night. Uh, in the background is a very dark, dull, colored... Uh, room, the bed, there's a guy sleeping in bed. Uh, he's actually kind of partially awake looking at Marmaduke, who's in the foreground. They're looking at each other. Marmaduke, uh, in, in stark contrast, is brightly colored on a green dog bed. And he's kind of kind of a light, woofing, whimpering going on. And the comic is captioned, indicating what the man in the bed is saying. You can just go outside if my snoring keeps you awake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yuck, 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 yuck. Yeah. I'm having real... Um... Problems? Not problems. Deja vu. I... About this. About this comic? About this comic. Really? Really, really. I hope it's under 100 because I'll feel less bad. Um, I am seeing if I can identify the source of this deja vu, but I can't. Cool. Okay. Well, Mark. Well. Right now in this comic, it looks like everyone's... Well, I guess not everyone. (laughs) Uh, Marmaduke and the Dude. Marmaduke and the Dude. Uh, That's my new favorite sitcom. The the two of them are both awake right now. Uh, I would agree. And if you if you prescribe to the uh, the meme wisdom of can't make mistakey if not awakey, they both can clearly make mistakes right now. All right. <laughs> Do you have any other good like meme wisdom or like 
stupid wisdom that you've come across or I don't know. I just want to talk about the phrase can't make mistakey if not awakey because it's just been running through my mind this evening. I feel like we maybe need to delve into I want to go to bed, but I got stuff to do. <laughs> okay, so first of all, is that phrase true? What, can't make mistakey if not awakey, or is this yeah. actually meme wisdom? Uh, the the awakey one. I, I would say so. Hmm. Unless, well, okay, it's not objective, like, always true. But with most <laughs> of the things I'm worried about making mistakes with, it's true. That's fair. Meme wisdom. Or just not make a mistake. Like, I don't have my quote book other, out. Other ways to not make mistakes. Or <laughs> Sleeping. Can't make mistakes if you're asleep. Uh, can't make mistakes if you're dead. Uh, I'm looking for something that's uh, less depressing sounding. <laughs> well, I was going to go with like uh, the mistake equivalent of, you know, you don't need to out. You don't need to be faster than a bear, just faster than the person next to you. Yeah. You know, like you don't need to not make a mistake. You just need to make a smaller mistake. <laughs> yep. I love those sorts of situations. Those are situations where I thrive. Mm. I don't got to be the best. I just can't be the worst. Exactly. I'm great at not being horrible at things. Like, I I feel very confident that we are not the worst podcast, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I've seen podcasts. We are not the worst podcast. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could see sounds. At least we don't have our faces on the... On the cover art? On the cover art, yeah. Well, we do on our YouTube channel. Well... Except JK. we don't. Except we don't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm t- wisdom from memes. Or just like stupid wisdom. I'm fine with that stupid too. Stupid wisdom. Or good wisdom. I don't care. I feel like I used I to just... have a better handle on dumb quotes. Yeah. But I I'm, just... I'm now noticing having brought this topic up that I don't have like my quotes next to me either. Yeah. Uh so don't turn it around on me because I'm not going to be very useful. <laughs> uh, I might be like pulling crap out of my butt. Well, okay, so this is actually, maybe this is the better question. Do you actually keep track of interesting things you hear or read or otherwise consume? Like little nuggets? I, I, I used I, to, and I haven't been good about it recently, and I want to get better at that. I have a little bit. I used to more... I feel like I get less inspiration recently, probably just because of like where my mind's at these days. I feel like, uh, I would say in general over the past 24 months, my brain has been like a lot more actively occupied and I feel like that's not the state where I like stumble across inspiration or stumble across like cool tidbits i feel like i stumble across cool tidbits i'm just like effing around and like quote unquote wasting time Hmm. um i don't want to say like actually wasting time but much like i think like i don't think i have as many creative ideas um when i'm like constantly actively occupied yeah um i get that i feel like i've had some of the best ideas that I have when I'm like, I don't want to say just chilling, but like when you have the breathing room to sit back and think about weird things. Mm-hmm. But if you're like constantly like go, 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 it's hard to stumble across that inspiration and stumble across in a way where you can like f- 
like do, do anything with it. <laughs> yeah, where where you can like experience the stumble and not just like hmm. quickly pop a hand down and throw yourself back up. Yeah, you know, I like that. But yeah, I've got. I was gonna say I don't take notes of them, but I do actually. Speaking of another reason why I ha- sought to get the iPad uh, is stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got, I'm trying to, oh, I stopped dating them though. That's annoying. I used to date them. Sure. Of when I wrote them down. I've um, never done some, that. <laughs> some of these based on like, I can pretty clearly date them like mentally. Um, because like a lot of them or some of them are from not a lot some of them are from like shows that i've watched like quotes that mm-hmm. i enjoyed stuff like that but what are some of these other ones and then a couple of them have been from like podcasts some of them have been stupid things people said gosh favorite one favorite one right here uh it was a quote from a lecture that i in a class i was taking and mm-hmm. the quote was a semiconductor is a semiconductor until it's not a semiconductor. <laughs> That's some wisdom right there. It sounds like science classes. Yep. Yeah, that that actually reminds me. There's one. So one of the like very few that I currently have. I was just kind of poking around my where I know that I keep notes. Uh, but one of them is from a book from like the early 1900s by a guy named G. H. Hardy, who's a mathematician. Ooh. And he says, the subject of mathematics is the most curious of all. There is none in which truth plays such odd pranks. Hmm. When you, when you note down interesting tidbits to you, I know you don't have all the things available to you at the moment, but are they typically fairly short? Or do you ever like note down things that are like kind of long and somewhat laborious to note down? Uh... I would say, I mean, the quick answer is I've pretty much only ever written down things that are pretty short. Okay. As far as I can tell, if it's... Yeah, because I feel like the things that I like writing down and recording in some way are just tidbits. Like, whether they they might be a complete thought or they might be the foundation for a more interesting thought later on. Mm-hmm. And I, I, in some way, I do indirectly put down some of these things like if i hear something or read something or experience something and i'm like ooh, that would make for something to explore like for when i write a blog post in the future uh i will put that down as like an idea for something to like explore because that, cause that's like what writing is to me is like that is the experiencing of that thought you know mm-hmm. oftentimes at least uh but yeah, I, I don't think that there's anything like huge that I would like even anything more on the order than like a couple sentences would be more than I'd probably take down. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here's here are know, a couple more good ones for you. Real okay. quick. That I'm that I'm looking at. Uh and some of these for all I know I may have already said to you. Let's bounce around. So a fortune cookie that I once had. <laughs> Enjoy life. It is better to be happy than wise. Wait, what was the first part? Enjoy life! Oh, exclamation there point. <laughs> there we go, sorry. Uh, I heard, like, the second statement. I was like, wait, I already forgot what the first one was. <laughs> oh, that's fortune cookie for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got, 
Worry is like a rocking chair. It gives you something to do and doesn't get you anywhere. Yep. Um, an onion art. Uh, sometimes I keep track of onion titles that I like. Oh, nice. Uh, years of therapy give girlfriend unfair advantage in fight. Oh. <laughs> Lol. On on the uh, more negative aspect, is today the day I get worse at this? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I want to hurt a little bit, but okay. Right. <laughs> oh, it's a little too real. Yeah. What I'm relying on these days is the worse the suffering, the better the story. Wait, say that again. The worse the suffering, the better the story. Oh, uh, we talked about that before. Yeah. I had I had many issues with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't like that one. No, I don't. You also seemed a bit moderately confused by Jeff Stoller. We got a a adult man sitting in a living room chair. I'm gonna call it uh, an armchair of sorts with a newspaper and a pencil, and there is a woman looking over his shoulder as he appears to be writing on the paper, and he's asking, "What's a nine-letter word?" That begins with number three. With the number three. Lady looking over his shoulder. That's a Sudoku, not a crossword puzzle. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that'll get you. Mm-hmm. That'll get you sometimes. I uh, mean, I should have picked a different comic for this. One of my favorite um, Calvin and Hobbes <laughs> comics is uh, when... Calvin is trying to do a crossword. Let me find this one again. Yeah, I'm doing a crossword puzzle. Number three across says bird. And and hot. Have you have you seen this one before? No. And Hob says, "Hmm." Calvin says, "I've got it. Yellow-bellied sapsucker." <laughs> and Hob says, "But there are only five boxes." And Calvin says, I know these idiots make you write real small. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Creative solutions. Yep. Uh, So all this to be said, Aaron and I have both been getting very into the New York Times crosswords on our phones. Ah. And I'm I'm curious what your feeling is on On crosswords? Yeah. Oh, I loathe them because I have the vocabulary of an ant, an illiterate ant. <laughs> I I don't actually know. I feel like uh, I wouldn't mind somebody else doing a crossword and then, like, asking aloud some of the things. Sure. Okay. But I don't want to do it myself. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm – it's like, it's like watching Jeopardy versus playing Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mind watching Jeopardy, especially if it's, like – that like college Jeopardy Jeopardy tournament or whatever where they like make the questions more or celebrity Jeopardy even sure. or like they make the questions more stupid so I actually have a pretty good shot at a lot of them yeah uh so then you just like answer the ones you know and then you don't even care about the ones you don't know because mm-hmm. you're not losing that is true it is funny where with a crossword it's like it's like so many other parts of human psychology it's it's like the uh, the George Carlin bit of everyone who drives faster than me is a maniac and everyone who drives slower than me is an idiot yeah it's like trivia like going to a to bar trivia 
is super fun until it's hard and then it's super unfair (laughs) yep and crosswords kind of feel that way where it's like aaron and i can both get the like monday tuesday ones without really a sweat like like somewhere between five and 12 minutes probably we can bang them out Jeez! Uh, but the, the thing about but this is How the whole thing with the New York. Are there in them? This is the whole thing with the New York Times is like they get way harder as the the week the week goes on, right? Yeah, like Monday's one star and Friday's five star. I think actually Thursday is like the immediate peak. Friday tends to be a little bit Friday and Saturday like oh. slightly easier than the Thursday, and then Ooh. Sunday is like brutal. Uh, and it mostly comes down to how much how specific are the clues and how much like room for interpretation is there mm-hmm. and that's really what it comes down to is the earlier puzzles they just give you like an extra word that makes it clear what they're going for mm-hmm. versus the sunday would have something like bird and it's seven letters and you're like cool <laughs> and nice. you just and you just like hopelessly hunt for the one clue that is that is specific enough that you can finally get a handhold you know yeah or they purposely pick more obscure like because having worked with someone who um was pretty good at constructing crossword puzzles you learn that like they they tend to have a theme in mind because that's the thing with the new york times there's always like a theme like you know there's there's like a Mm -hmm. broad thing that some of the clues follow and sometimes the goal is to just figure out what that is and sometimes it's dumb sometimes it's fun uh, but the level of what you feel about it often is like how hard was it for you to get there you know mm-hmm. uh but but there's always some level of clues that it's like well this is an answer and they later on figure out the clue that they want to go with it mm-hmm. right oh i constructed this and the name ashley comes up there's a million different clues that you could choose for an ashley mm-hmm. and a monday clue might pick something like i can't even think of like one but you know something that's much more specific that a lot of people could get and the sunday one could be like oh this is a director of you know some movie from 1962 (laughs) and you're like cool (laughs) great (laughs) so either i hope that i can get enough letters to get that later or i just acknowledge hey i'm gonna have to google this one no harm, no foul. You know, sometimes you just got to yeah. Google a few clues because, man, I'm not going to get these. Yeah. And I, I try say. to get the facts. I try to Google the factual ones so that I can savor all of the punny ones because that's a big thing okay. with the crosswords. It's always a pun. Like if it ends, uh, if the clue ends in a question mark, that means there's a joke, which <laughs> I find funny because I like little dumb puns. Interesting. Um, let me let me see if I can find an example for you. Uh, I, I mean, I, actually, the one, the Sunday one, um, was full of these. Come on, Sunday, Sunday. Okay, so for example, update Wikipedia after the 2012 election? Question mark. And the question mark just means, hey, there's going to be a joke here, right? Uh huh. And the joke was the full answer is admits defeat. As in, add the defeat of Mitt Romney, right? But it also sounds like admits defeat, which is what you would also do at the end of an election. Huh. Ha 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 Exactly. You get it. Yeah, I get it now. 
You explained it to me. Or arrive too too late to see a hotel being built? Question mark. And the answer is misinformation. Meh. I I'm gonna admit. Now I understand why I don't do crossword puzzles. It's not because I'm dumb. It's because I have then a you bad get, like, sense of humor. So you get stuff like that, but then you also get things like, okay, soft white mineral. And this one is nine letters. Well, apparently soft it's alabaster. <laughs> that would not have been my first guess. Yeah. So, like, there, there's... But then you get, like... Because it's like, okay, you get all this stuff. You're never going to get those in one try. At least I'm not going to. Not for many years of doing crosswords. Because there's also the clues that, like, over time, you just notice the patterns of, like, oh, um, this is just one of those crossword clues. And there's a, there's a time in, like, late middle school where I kind of got into crosswords, but I did them in a book. So there was, like, it, it felt like they, they, like, had a set of, like, 400 clues, and they would just pick a subset of 100 and make a crossword out of them. Mm-hmm. And, like, once you did enough... When she did like 12 crosswords, all of a sudden you've like seen all the clues, but they're just slightly rephrased. So that's when you learn that like they love using you, E-W-E, you know, and the clues are always something silly like, you know, uh, a farm madam or something dumb like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, They like talking about the L, like the L train in Chicago. Oh, great. So L's is often is an often used clue. Like, here is one from the Sunday puzzle. First of all, the answer is Adam. Wait, what? Adam, as in, like, the first man, Adam. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, I said yeah, but I hadn't put it together. I was thinking, like, I am Adam, Adam, Ant. Yeah. I don't know why that's what I was thinking, but... I don't know why either. Here's I don't know that, if that's how I explained the atom that I was thinking of. Why did I say it like that? I'm going to go home. <laughs>